Chapter Thirty Three of At the Back of the North Wind. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Chapter Thirty Three: The Prospect Brightens. The next morning, Diamond's mother said to his father, "I'm not quite comfortable about that child again." "Which child, Martha?" asked Joseph. "You've got a choice now." well diamond i mean i'm afraid he's getting into his queer ways again he's been at his old trick of walking in his sleep i saw him run up the stair in the middle of the night didn't you go after him wife of course i did and found him fast asleep in his bed it's because he's had so little meat for the last six weeks i'm afraid it may be that i'm very sorry but if it don't please God to send us enough, what am I to do, wife? You can't help it, I know, my dear good man, returned Martha. And after all, I don't know. I don't see why he shouldn't get on as well as the rest of us. There, I'm nursing baby all this time, and I get along pretty well. I'm sure, to hear the little man singing, you wouldn't think there was much amiss with him. For at that moment diamond was singing like a lark in the clouds he had the new baby in his arms while his mother was dressing herself joseph was sitting at his breakfast a little weak tea dry bread and very dubious butter which nanny had set for him and which he was enjoying because he was hungry he had groomed both horses and had got old diamond harnessed ready to put to think of a fat angel dulcimer said diamond the baby had not been christened yet but diamond in reading his bible had come upon the word dulcimer and thought it so pretty that ever after he called his sister dulcimer think of a red fat angel dulcimer he repeated for ruby's an angel of a horse dulcimer he sprained his ankle and got fat on purpose what purpose diamond asked his father ah that i can't tell i suppose to look handsome when his master comes answered diamond what do you think dulcimer it must be for some good for ruby's an angel i wish i were rid of him anyhow said his father for he weighs heavy on my mind no wonder father he's so fat said diamond but you needn't be afraid for everybody says he's in better condition than when you had him yes but he may be as thin as a tin horse before his owner comes it was too bad to leave him on my hands this way perhaps he couldn't help it suggested diamond i dare say he has some good reason for it so i should have said returned his father if he had not driven such a hard bargain with me at first but we don't know what may come of it yet husband said his wife Mr. Raymond may give a little to boot, seeing you've had more of the bargain than you wanted or reckoned upon. I'm afraid not. He's a hard man, said Joseph, as he rose and went to get his cab out. Diamond resumed his singing. For some time he caroled snatches of everything or anything. But at last it settled down into something like what follows. I cannot tell where or how he got it. Where did you come from, baby dear? out of the everywhere into here where did you get your eyes so blue out of the sky as i came through 
what makes the light in them sparkle and spin some of the starry spikes left in where did you get that little tear i found it waiting when i got here what makes your forehead so smooth and high a soft hand stroked it as i went by what makes your cheek like a warm white rose i saw something better than any one knows when's the three-cornered smile of bliss three angels gave me at once a kiss where did you get this pearly ear god spoke and it came out to hear where did you get those arms and hands love made itself into hooks and bands feet whence did you come you darling things from the same box as the cherub's wings how did they all just come to be you god thought about me and so i grew but how did you come to us you dear god thought about you and so i am here you never made that song diamond said his mother no mother i wish i had no i don't that would be to take it from somebody else but it's mine for all that what makes it yours i love it so does loving a thing make it yours i think so mother at least more than anything else can if i didn't love baby which couldn't be you know she wouldn't be mine a bit but i do love baby and baby is my very own dulcimer the baby's mine diamond that makes her the more mine mother how do you make that out because you are mine mother is that because you love me yes just because love makes the only minus said diamond when his father came home to have his dinner and changed diamond for ruby they saw him look very sad and he told them he had not had a fare worth mentioning the whole morning we shall all have to go to the workhouse wife he said it would be better to go to the back of the north wind said diamond dreamily not intending to say it aloud so it would answered his father but how are we to get there diamond we must wait till we're taken returned diamond before his father could speak again a knock came to the door and in walked mr raymond with a smile on his face joseph got up and received him respectfully but not very cordially martha set a chair for him but he would not sit down you are not very glad to see me he said to joseph you don't want to part with the old horse indeed sir you are mistaken there what with anxiety about him and bad luck i've wished i were rid of him a thousand times it was only to be for three months and here it's eight or nine i'm sorry to hear such a statement said mr raymond hasn't he been of service to you not much not with his lameness ah said mr raymond hastily you've been laming him have you that accounts for it i see i see it wasn't my fault and he's all right now i don't know how it happened but he did it on purpose said diamond he put his foot on a stone just to twist his ankle how do you know that diamond said his father turning to him i never said so for i could not think how it came i heard it in the stable answered diamond let's have a look at him said mr raymond 
if you'll step into the yard said joseph i'll bring him out they went and joseph having first taken off his harness walked ruby into the middle of the yard why said mr raymond you've not been using him well i don't know what you mean by that sir i didn't expect to hear that from you he's sound in wind and limb as sound as a barrel and as big you might add why he's as fat as a pig you don't call that good usage joseph was too angry to make any answer you've not worked him enough i say that's not making good use of him that's not doing as you'd be done by i shouldn't be sorry if i was served the same sir he's too fat i say there was a whole month i couldn't work him at all and he did nothing but eat his head off he's an awful eater i've taken the best part of six hours a day out of him since but i'm always afraid of his coming to grief again and so i couldn't make the most even of that i declare to you sir when he's between the shafts i sit on the box as miserable as if i'd stolen him he looks all the time as if he was a bottling up of complaints to make of me the minute he set eyes on you again there look at him now squinting round at me with one eye i declare to you on my word i haven't laid the whip on him more than three times i'm glad to hear it he never did want the whip i didn't say that sir if ever a horse wanted the whip he do he brought me to beggary almost with his snail's pace i'm very glad you've come to rid me of him i don't know that said mr raymond suppose i were to ask you to buy him of me cheap i wouldn't have him in a present sir i don't like him and i wouldn't drive a horse that i didn't like no not for gold it can't come to good where there's no love between them just bring out your own horse and let me see what sort of a pair they'd make joseph laughed rather bitterly as he went to fetch diamond when the two were placed side by side mr raymond could hardly keep his countenance but from a mingling of feelings beside the great red round barrel ruby all body and no legs diamond looked like a clothes horse with a skin thrown over it there was hardly a spot of him where you could not decry some sign of a bone underneath gaunt and grim and weary he stood kissing his master and heeding no one else you haven't been using him well said mr raymond i must say returned joseph throwing an arm round his horse's neck that the remark had better have been spared sir the horse is worth three of the other now i don't think so i think they make a very nice pair if one is too fat the other's too lean so that's all right and if you won't buy my ruby i must buy your diamond thank you sir said joseph in a tone implying anything but thanks you don't seem to like the proposal said mr raymond i don't returned joseph i wouldn't part with my old diamond for his skin as full of nuggets as it is of bones who said anything about parting with him you did now sir no i didn't i only spoke of buying him to make a pair with ruby we could pair ruby and patch diamond a bit 
and for height they are as near a match as i care about of course you would be the coachman if only you would consent to be reconciled to ruby joseph stood bewildered unable to answer i've bought a small place in kent continued mr raymond and i must have a pair to my carriage for the roads are hilly thereabouts i don't want to make a show with a pair of high-steppers i think these will just do suppose for a week or two you set yourself to take ruby down and bring diamond up if we could lay a pipe from ruby's sides into diamonds it would be the work of a moment but i fear that wouldn't answer a strong inclination to laugh intruded upon joseph's inclination to cry and made speech still harder than before i beg your pardon sir he said at length i've been so miserable and for so long that i never thought you was only a chafing of me when you said i hadn't used the horses well i did grumble at you sir many's the time in my trouble but whenever i said anything my little diamond would look at me with a smile as much as to say i know him better than you father and upon my word i always thought the boy must be right will you sell me old diamond then i will sir on one condition that if ever you want to part with him or me you give me the option of buying him i could not part with him sir as to who calls him his that's nothing for as diamond says it's only loving a thing that can make it yours and i do love old diamond sir dearly well there's a cheque for twenty pounds which i wrote to offer you for him in case i should find you had done the handsome thing by ruby will that be enough it's too much sir his body ain't worth it shoes and all it's only his heart sir that's worth millions but his heart'll be mine all the same so it's too much sir i don't think so it won't be at least by the time we've got him fed up again you take it and welcome just go on with your cabbing for another month only take it out of ruby and let diamond rest and by that time i shall be ready for you to go down into the country thank you sir thank you diamond set you down for a friend sir the moment he saw you i do believe that child of mine knows more than other people i think so too said mr raymond as he walked away he had meant to test joseph when he made the bargain about ruby but had no intention of so greatly prolonging the trial he had been taken ill in switzerland and had been quite unable to return sooner he went away now highly gratified at finding that he had stood the test and was a true man joseph rushed in to his wife who had been standing at the window anxiously waiting the result of the long colloquy when she heard that the horses were to go together in double harness she burst forth into an immoderate fit of laughter diamond came up with the baby in his arms and made big anxious eyes at her saying what is the matter with you mother dear do cry a little it will do you good when father takes ever so small a drop of spirits he puts water to it you silly darling said his mother how could i but laugh at the notion of that great fat ruby going side by side with our poor old diamond but why not mother with a month's oats and nothing to do diamond'll be nearer ruby's size than you will father's i think it's very good for different sorts to go together now ruby will have a chance of teaching diamond better manners 
how dare you say such a thing diamond said his father angrily to compare the two for manners there's no comparison possible our diamond's a gentleman i don't mean to say he isn't father for i dare say some gentlemen judge their neighbours unjustly that's all i mean diamond shouldn't have thought such bad things of ruby he didn't try to make the best of him how do you know that pray i heard them talking about it one night who why diamond and ruby ruby's an angel joseph stared and said no more for all his new gladness he was very gloomy as he reharnessed the angel for he thought his darling diamond was going out of his mind he couldn't help thinking rather differently however when he found the change that had come over ruby considering his fat he exerted himself amazingly and got over the ground with incredible speed so willing even anxious was he to go now that joseph had to hold him quite tight then as he laughed at his own fancies a new fear came upon him lest the horse should break his wind and mr raymond have a good cause to think he had not been using him well he might even suppose that he had taken advantage of his new instructions to let out upon the horse some of his pent-up dislike whereas in truth it had so utterly vanished that he felt as if ruby too had been his friend all the time End of chapter thirty three recording by Marisol Quee